0: I cannot stand Mr. Baseball. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew it. Here we go.
1: Yeah, I kind of I try to throw a little bit back. Love at. that logo. Love that jersey. Love that color scheme. Everything about it. Welcome to episode 84 of the Nine Other Sports Podcast. This is home of Sports Talk for the Average Joe. My name is Jason.
2: I'm David.
1: And tonight we are joined with a very special guest. Joining us from the Harrisburg Stampede, head coach, Uh Bernie Nowatarski. And let's quick go over some career highlights for Bernie here so you, the listener, uh, can understand his credentials before we get started here with them. He's a former college troll American in football and track. Played in the NFL for the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions. Played for the Michigan Panthers and our beloved original USFL, assistant head coach, later head coach and a general manager of the Reading Express. Uh head coach of the original Harrisburg stampede led them to a championship victory in 2013 was with the Lehigh Valley Steelhawks as a defensive coordinator. He was also with the Philadelphia soul of the arena football league as a defensive back and special teams coach and played an integral role in their back-to-back arena bowl championships in 2016 and 2017. And he's returning to the stampede with a record of 106 and 21. Is that correct? Bernie
0: um Apparently, Justin says it's 109 and 22, but I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> either th- way, it's either still either way, it's hell of a record.
3: <laughs> it's
2: a lot well, of games. Thank
1: you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, I know it's a late night here for you. Um, uh, my pleasure. So, what brought you back to the Stampede? What was it that made you want to come back to this reincarnation of the team?
0: A phone call from Justin, uh, the owner, Justin coble. Uh, we've been friends for many years and have gone through a whole lot, uh, together, good and bad. And, um, uh, he made the phone call late July and just asked if I would be interested and, um, I said, you know, sure, let me know what we gotta do. And, uh, it went from there.
1: Now I will say Justin speaks very highly of you and we think he's an amazing owner just from our interactions with him. Very much um, so. What are your thoughts going into this reincarnation?
0: Oh, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, the travel's not too bad. Um, I think the league itself didn't go too far to start, you know, as far as having, you know, too many teams that you know. You got to get them settled and make sure they're all you know on the right track to to uh, succeed. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to you know getting back into it. I you know at, at this stage and and the things that I've done so far in the sport, I, I've said it to people before. I, I'm in this for the players. I, you know, I have rings. I've I've got whatever that record is. Um, none of that it, right now doesn't matter to me that I'm just here for this first group of kids that we're going to have and I, I use the word kids just number one because of my age and how long I've, I've done this so to me they're, they're kids but they're, you know they're grown men, and uh, I'm in it for them. I, I personally don't care if anyone Pats me on the back says good job coach I'll take all the blame if it's a bad thing uh, but they can have all the glory for the the positive things.
1: I mean that's um, to me that's that's leadership 101 is is you know taking the hit when things don't go right and pushing and providing guidance for the people you're you're in charge of. Um, that's that's awesome to hear. Um, so, I mean, I, first off, you're talking to two guys who are already all in on, on what the stampede is about from our interactions with Justin. Uh, we've, we've talked about this on the show without anyone from the team being on. Um, but I love, I love that mindset you bring into it. Um,
0: that- well, it, it comes from him as well. I mean, Justin's awesome at it. The, the thing that, that anybody can take from, from Justin and being our owner He's going to tell it to you exactly the way it is. There's not going to be, you know, any chicanery. they're not going to be any hidden secrets. You know, they're not going to be, clo- you know, hidden closed door meetings. He's going to tell you right up front what he's thinking. He keeps it honest. And, you know, that's what he wants from us. And that's the way really myself, him, Rick, uh, my OC, and, and Jamie, uh, my line coach. But we're all out of the same mold. Keep it, Keep it straightforward. Keep it honest and keep it loyal.
2: That's what you need for, you know, open communication goes a long way.
0: Yeah, it's not always knows- easy. It's not always fun. I mean, obviously we're going to have to make cuts and do things that aren't fun. Um, and we have a, a personnel director uh, handle a lot of that with, with milk. Um, you know, the sad part of, of any sport and, and when there's pay involved is, you know the unfortunate part of having to tell somebody their dreams are done and i mean i've been through it and it's not fun um i've been cut as a player i've been fired as a coach uh we always say you know a coach that hasn't been fired is waiting to be fired so um you know we like to keep it open and honest we recruit that way um we're not going to blow smoke up players rear ends and promise them things we can't do so We try and keep it, uh, you know, forefront uh, of honesty and and loyalty.
2: And I bet the players, you know, and and I bet the players really love that, that how open everything is, that there's, you know, like you said, there's nothing behind closed doors. Everything's out there. They're aware of what's going
0: on with everything. Well, I think if you start BSing people, you, you eventually forget what you've told somebody. and you know, that BS can turn around to bite you in in your own ass. So why not just be upfront and honest and you you don't have to worry about what you've said or what's been said at that point, because you know, you were straightforward from the start.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I, I mean, that's, you know, the coaches I've, I've had in my life, just in youth sports, high school and whatnot, um, you know, the ones I always played the best for were the ones who were honest and were fair in their criticisms and what you need to do and, and how you can improve. Um, so I, yeah, I'm a hundred percent in, in what you're saying. Um, let's, let's talk about, you know, I mean, you, you can talk about whatever you want. We'll just throw out some questions here and, I'll go right ahead.
0: um, I'm pretty laid back. i i I don't talk much about myself, um, uh, you know, unless you ask a question about it. But, you know, I tell my players that the same thing. I I am, I I don't know if you guys know it or not. And I, I openly talk about it and only because I, I think it will help someone down the line. But I was diagnosed with a incurable cancer in 2012. And I, I know my whole perspective on life changed uh, on that date. And it, I I lightened up on certain things and eased up on certain things. And I, I tell my players though outright, I I am laid back, but don't take laid back uh, as a sign of weakness or, uh, or I'm not going to get on you. I mean, I always tell them if I get to the point where I'm yelling, you, you have obviously pushed me too far. Um, but I'm not allowed. I'm not that type of coach. I'm not really allowed yelling coach. Um, i like to, uh, I mean, I'll get in a player's ear very calmly and, ask him if he plans on uh, performing at any point during this game, but um, you may have a couple verbs and adjectives in there at the same time. (laughs) 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 Um, But I always say I am laid back, but um, you know, whatever you guys want to ask and shoot, I'm open.
1: Well, I mean, I definitely have, for sure question that I have to ask because we've talked about the original USFL a ton on this show. <laughs> what was that like being part of, of, of a team in that league when it started?
0: Uh, I can honestly tell you it was the first time that I hated football. Wow. Oh Wow. Um, I'm not real. I, I don't know how I re, like, I could have met someone this afternoon and forgot their names, but I don't care, I don't even know if he's alive, it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, The head coach was Jim Stanley. Um, Didn't know who he was before I got there and I wished I didn't know him when I left. Um, Worst head coach I've ever been associated with. I used to actually do things in practice to try and get let go. Um, It it was awful. It was a terrible experience. I, I actually couldn't wait to get out of Florida
4: where we were practicing. Wow, that's,
0: that's that
1: says something.
0: I mean, <laughs> and, and no, I played football since I'm five years old. I mean, I, I absolutely <laughs> love the game, but I mean, I was miserable there, and it's sad to say, but I I really was miserable.
1: But I mean that that's you know a a ba- bad leadership can
0: affect yeah.
1: performance.
0: Yeah, it was just it was poor, and it, it, it was really poorly done. I don't know about the rest of the teams in the league. I had to go there uh, because I came out of Detroit and they had the rights to uh, the players from, from that region. Um, Okay. You know, I would have much rather gone to Philly or, or even. No, I'm not, even going to say Jersey because of who owned it, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say maybe Tampa because Tampa had like. Oh, uh, what was it? Burt Reynolds, and I can see the guy in my head. Blonde Hair, Glasses, who was the owner. Um, that would have worked. I could have stayed there. I know they had... Uh, the players all loved that franchise, That the ones who played there. Yeah, I um, But I mean, the, the Philly Stars, they were perennial contenders in that league. Yeah. When it existed. Yeah, I
0: mean, it was, it was decent football. I just was at the... You know, like anything, I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, and I just did not, that did not enjoy that experience, but you learn from it.
1: Right. And, and that's what I was actually going to follow up and saying, like just in my life experiences, when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you, you walk away learning something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you take the good with the bad, but you know, at the end of the day, it is definitely a business. And, you know, sometimes your talent is overlooked and overshadowed by uh, business decisions.
2: Now, since you said that they covered that region, like you know, uh, you know, since since you played for Detroit and came out of that region, you know, uh, and Michigan had that region, what all what all teams were in that region that Michigan had that rights to? Because I'm, I'm, I'm it's it's just a curiosity on that one.
0: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I would have to guess. um, I would have to guess pretty much the the uh, northern division of the NFL. I mean. Probably Minnesota, probably Green Bay, um, perhaps Chicago. Now, did Chicago have a team? They did, yeah, yeah. So I would not know Chicago, but I, I, I would imagine it would probably the Michigan Minnesota area. But I can't tell you for exact regions uh, that they had. All I know is my agent called me and said, "You got to go to to the Panthers. That they have the rights to you."
4: That was an interesting phone call. Let's (laughs) turn (laughs) to something.
1: Let's move on to a little bit more uh, positivity here. You've had quite some success in your career um, with the Express and the original Stampede and the Soul. Um, Any interesting stories from your time with with either of those teams? Any of those teams, Mm -hmm. I should say.
0: My Lord, I could write a... I've often talked about writing a book about... That would be a couple chapters worth. Um, I mean, first of all, I, I, I didn't do anything on my own. I mean, I had great assistance um, at, at all, you know, both places for head job. And when I got to the soul to have Clint Dozel and Phil Bogle uh, as the other two coaches with Ron Jaworski and his 13 owners, including Marcus Colson, who was for a time my owner at Harrisburg, um, you know, they were all great experiences, um, but I didn't do it alone. I mean, I, I, I can't think, I don't want to start running names off because I'd definitely forget people uh, or leave someone out, but um, at all three of those, it, it, you know, you're surrounded by people that that do the rest and make it happen. Um, story-wise, I will tell you, we were at every one of those teams, I mean, constantly practical jokes and busted on each other. I mean, when you're doing a 16, 17, 18 hour bus ride, you you got to come up with something to occupy your time. Um, <laughs> I, imagine? I, I forced, I, uh, at Harrisburg and, and Reading, I forced the players to watch uh, 300, probably about 300 times, um, As we constantly put it on uh, as a movie to watch. And then I, would follow that up with with any given Sunday um but practical jokes I, I know when one time we were playing in West Virginia or somewhere down that way and we ended up having to stay in a hotel in Kentucky and we slipped into one of the coach's rooms before he got there and flipped the mattress and the box spring around and <laughs> remade the bed to look like it was going. and when he ran in he had a habit of jumping on the bed, so when he jumped on, he <laughs> went oh, right through the box spring. Oh, um, <laughs> and I remember staying up a little too late one night and um, walking through the drive thru at McDonald's in West Virginia. Um, and they were like, "Where's your car?" And we didn't have one; just the bus. Um, <laughs> gotta do what you got to do. <laughs> That was a that was after a game, so that was a couple cocktails in. Um, <laughs> I, there's tons of stories. I mean, r- real good ones. I mean, for me, the the joy of it is uh, when there's kids uh, involved, and you know they're on the field, and they get to be with the players, and you know you sign things for them. Um, I will say on when you're on the road. Um, Especially in the early years of the AIF, uh, AIFA, whichever one it was, if you were on the road, boy, it was rough. Uh, fans, you better have thick skin because they they beat you up left and right um, with comments and yelling and reaching at you on the field. Um, the only the worst place we played again it was in West Virginia. They were they had to move our bench. Uh, because they were throwing beer on us, uh, chucking cups, uh, food. I mean, they had to move our, our bench to the end zone uh, where there were no seats. So um, <laughs> good lord. we had a great receiver in Reading, uh, Carmelo Ocasio. He played at Indiana PA when he was in college and had some looks. They had people when we pulled our bus in that were standing outside with signs, kill Ocasio. You know, it, they're rough. Boy, you Jeez. You get some some radical fans. They 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 love their teams. And then we, you know, we're not an easy place to come into play in either. But I, oh boy, I'd, I'd have to write a book. I mean, people always ask me, and I've still really not, not gone public with it, uh, on how after winning the championship in Reading do I get fired after uh, four games of the next season? And I'm still not prepared to let that one loose. I think that's going to be, in the book, but there are gonna be people, a couple of people are gonna be pissed off at that, which I don't care. <laughs> what are they gonna hey, do to you? I, I wouldn't
3: blame <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be one of those
0: that would be one of those Deion. That would be one of those Deion Sanders remarks when he looks at the reporter and says, Do you really think I give a crap of what you think about me? <laughs> I mean, what are they gonna do? <laughs> Yeah, it was well, you that. Ever was, write well, it. The funny part was, I was hired by Harrisburg the next day um, when I got left go from Reading. Um, they actually wanted to leave me go when we went to the championship game out in Wyoming. And I know if we lost, I would have got fired there. Um, but we ended up beating Wyoming in the championship in 09. Uh, it was the first time they had lost in their own building in like three or four years. So I knew they couldn't fire me after that. Then they wanted to fire me in the winter. And I got put into the Pennsylvania uh, Football Hall of Fame, so then they wanted to use that to their to their advertising you now that we have you know, a, a Hall of Fame coach. and then they just waited till we got into the season, and it ended. But someday i'll I'll let loose on exactly what took place. There was some backstabbing that went on, if you can't read between
4: the lines on that.
1: That's sad to hear. But now, if you do write the book, you have a place to come and promote it.
4: <laughs> oh,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, now, I got to say, uh, where my off when I do go into the office, where my office is located is in the same building as the original Stampede's uh, front office was. Um, so I remember seeing the logos all around. Well, not all around, but where the, the headquarters was. I remember seeing the old logo and... They had the thing where you could get the, your uh, your schedule, and that was about it for the old Stampede when they were at Strawberry Square in Harrisburg.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that well. I made that I made that drive every day for almost six, seven years. That when I was there, except for the the brief time, and again I was hired, fired, and brought back, and then the league ended, and now I'm back for a third time. But yeah, I, I made that drive. Uh, almost seven straight years and would stay up there all day then practice and drive home at midnight and turn around and do the same thing the next day
1: i mean that's commitment
0: Uh, Build my family at that point too oh that's rough i I do do more
4: fun
1: (laughs) um i mean i'm sure it was it was a heck of a drive for you now i'm in the north david and i are both in the northern end of dauphin county um so we're in the county where the team plays but like i'm an hour to harrisburg myself so i can only imagine what your drive was on a daily basis for the team
0: yeah it depends if i go i would say i don't know why but i ended up on 78 all the time you know and that's nothing but you know you're dodging trucks um, yes the whole way through for sure occasionally i'd I used to work my way back, uh, like 322 to 222. It, yep. it all depended. I, sometimes you just got tired of seeing the same road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that you change up a little, you know, change the scenery a little bit. Um, you know what though? I I wouldn't trade any of the, any of the experiences I've had. I I wouldn't trade it in. They, they've been, you know, the highs, the lows, the the fun, uh, the, the agony, the pain. The, you know all the things you go through, I wouldn't give it up, you know, for the world because, you know, at this level, obviously, you know, no offense to any ownership ever. I mean, you're not going to make a million dollars doing this. Um, and again, like I said, I, you know, you didn't pay me for it, which is, you know, it, it helps, but I'm there for the players. I, this is, this is something I love to do. And it, it's, it, you know, you got to drive you got to drive it was nice when we were in reading i I, you know uh, my practice facility was five minutes from my house um got to harrisburg and that went to an hour and a half so you know you got to do what you got to do and philly i lived in Uh, they gave us apartments i would drive down on a tuesday morning around four in the morning go to my office at our practice facility and then stay in my apartment tuesday wednesday thursday friday if we were playing home on Saturday, I would drive home on Friday after walkthrough, um, see my kids, uh, take care of the house, and then any of them that wanted to come to the game the next day, we turn around, drive back down, and then drive home. I'd be home on Sunday, Monday, and then I'd go back Tuesday. The only change for an away game is probably didn't get back till Saturday night. But you know, I would always get home for two or three days, and then had a place to stay. So you know, each situation's a little different, but Uh, it's fun. You know, I, I laugh. Sometimes I think about watching the movie, a league of their own with Spalding running up and down through the aisles of the bus, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that's to me what, you know, I had my sons with me a lot of times and he'd go running down the aisle and somebody, one of the guys in the back would yell, coach, get Spalding back in his seat. (laughs) Uh, And now that, now that kid's, uh, Six three playing football and lacrosse in college. I just watched his game today. He had a three goal, three assist day today. So, That's you know, awesome. I love watching my good day play. Yeah, they're they're the highest scoring uh, D three school in the country right now. Oh, wow. And I'm actually leaving for Buffalo on Wednesday morning. Uh, they're coming. That's the closest they get to to here to Pennsylvania. Uh, they're playing two games up in the Buffalo area. On Wednesday and Friday, so I'm actually driving up to Buffalo Wednesday morning and staying there to watch him play two games. We'll Safe travels. We yeah. have that little ten. We have that ten day break in our s- schedule where we play on one of those god awful nights, like a Thursday or Friday, and I think out in Iowa somewhere, and then we don't play again to the following Saturday. So he has a a Wednesday game that I think I'm going to try and fly out, watch a game, and fly back the next day, be home for practice, and then ready to play on Saturday. So, again, you you do whatever you can at this level to to try and make sure family's taken care of and that your team's taken care of.
2: Oh, yeah, family's important. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and we tell our players that the same thing. We had a player that unfortunately messaged us this week that he can't attend uh, camp. because of a a situation with his his mother and and illness. And my first thing to him was, you know, God bless you. And family's always first, you know, we're not going anywhere, Um, things work out, you give us a call and, uh, you you know, we can take it from there, but you don't even have to, you know, don't even attempt to apologize to us. Your family is way, way more important. It always comes first.
1: I gotta be honest, I'd play for you at this point.
4: So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean
4: because you
1: you you see a bigger picture than just the on field aspect. And that
2: speaks volumes to me. Because a lot of coaches they just see the field and that's it. They don't see anybody else as a human being just as a you're my player, and that's all I see
0: you as. You see everything as a realistic huh? I still think you know. I did some high school coaching when I first, you know, sort of stopped playing football, and you know, to me, I mean, these aren't high school kids, but you're still developing men, and you know, the game is is fun, and you know, practice, you know, you you learn to be on time, you learn discipline, you learn structure, um, but I think it's our responsibility as coaches. To, to not only coach, but to be mentors and, you know, build character. I Justin asked me on his show, I think, two weeks ago, and I had to use it again today um, with somebody. Uh, one of my favorite lines or phrases is that uh, a man's true character is shown uh, when faced with adversity. Um, you know, and some people talk a lot, but don't do stuff. I don't always talk a lot. And to me, I, it, to me, it's more important what I do when cameras and microphones aren't on me. Um, I don't change from talking to you guys. I don't change when I'm, if you called me on the phone and, and we were, or we were out having a beer, I would talk the same way. I don't, with me, you get what you see. And again, I think a lot of that changed. When I was diagnosed, um, I just lightened myself up because I, I can, I was pretty high strung. I, you know, I'm, I'm Polish and Italian, so I'm quite capable of yeah. of uh, heating up pretty quick. Um, but yeah, I believe in building these men, uh, building these men's confidence up. Um, you know, it always isn't wins and losses to me. I mean, of course we want to win. You, you want championships, but You know, we do this, we recruit that way. I I mean, with I've been with Rick for a very long time, my my offensive coordinator, and we both have the same mindset. I know over the years, since 2005, when I got into the indoor business, I probably have either cut or didn't recruit some of the, probably the best players I could have had because of the 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 luggage and baggage that they would have brought and instead i my first year my, my 09 team that won in reading we were comprised of almost all d2 and d3 kids i had 12 kids from berks county playing on the team that all were P S A C guys they, they played at you know all around the pennsylvania state conference and i was told one time by another team's coach you can't win with d2 players and i told him he was nuts um and we proved that wrong um i wanted kids that were coached if i got a kid from the peace i knew he was going to come into camp i knew what kind of practice he was going to do i know what kind of attitude he was going to have and what kind of person he was going to be and like i said i i'm sure i've left go and not brought some superstars into camp just because i knew what it would bring and it wasn't going to be good. I want, I want men with character. I want men with loyalty. Uh, I want men that have faith and, you know, I don't push religion, but I want them to believe in something. And, you know, I, when we go on the road, I, I tell them, I don't want your pants hanging over your ass. I want your shirts tucked in. Uh, it's yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, it's just, just common decency, you know, manners. I just talked to my my youngest son a couple hours ago. He's down at a party in New Jersey, a birthday party or something, and I still said to him, "You know, use your manners." Before I said good night and I love you, he goes, "Yes, Dad." I'm like, "Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say it. Use your manners." So that I, I I am what you see or hear, and I'm not I mean- liked by everybody, and that's fine. Again, don't make it. Don't well, it's, it's not a popularity contest. <laughs> no, and it's kind of like the NASCAR guys. You know, if, if nobody hates you, you ain't winning nothing. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: that is true. I
1: dig the philosophy, though. I mean, um, a harmonious locker room is gonna perform better than a locker room where there's strife because there's big personalities or baggage. Yeah, and I
0: don't mind big person. I don't mind big personalities. I mean, I told the guys at the second workout. You know, if you're one of those rah-rah guys, have at it. Don't, don't make it distractive, but I'm not a rah-rah guy. I'm not going to stand there after every play and, you know, and yell something out, you know, and all hyper. I mean, but there's a necessary, you know, there's a spot for that. It's just not me. Um, so I want it to be fun and lighthearted, but, you know, when we're at practice, you got an hour and a half to get, you know, shit done. Let's go. That's, you know, boom, 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 boom. Let's wrap it up. I don't want to be there all night. As much as I love football, the only problem is every offensive coordinator uh, that you ever work with says, all right, last play about 15 times because they want to keep running. (laughs) It's like, all right, it's getting dark out. Let's go. And players look at me and go, coach, we're indoors. The lights are on. I go, yeah, it's still getting dark out. <laughs> that's, that's just my that's my way of saying, all right, it's it's late. Let's go.
2: <laughs> Street lights coming on, gotta go home.
0: <laughs> uh, that came from my high school coaching. Um, and we used to practice on a field that didn't have lights. and my best friend was the head coach, and I used to look at him and go, "Hey, dude, it's getting dark out. We can get ten more plays in, you yeah, know, okay.
2: <laughs> S- sister with the flashlights going. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. Cars, parents pulling up and turning the headlights on so you can see.
1: (laughs) We almost did that last year for one of my daughter's softball games.
0: Um... Well, I can tell you how long ago I played football. Then when I was at Kutztown, the the practice field we used had one spotlight on it. And we used to, by the time it got dark, once the clocks changed, we would practice in about a, a 10 by 10 square. Because that was the only part that had light on it. Oh and, wow! You know, again, we were like, "What are we doing out here?" But <laughs> <laughs> Kutztown's come a long way. So, um,
4: go ahead, so, David. You when you played in the NFL
2: and the and the and the USFL, what changes did you have to make for yourself? going into the indoor business. Like you know, you had all the rules from the NFL and all that, but what for yourself did, did you have to constantly mentally think to change to the indoor
0: side? Yeah, I I know from the time that I I stopped playing outdoor and well, at at some point my my agent called me and said hey, there's this indoor league starting, uh, the AFL, um, the New York team really wants you, you know, what do you think? And I looked at him. I won't drop the F-bomb on your guy's show, but I looked at him and said, what the F are you talking about? Because I had never heard of it. And he explained it to me. And I go, no, uh, I'm not interested. That doesn't sound remotely like football or fun. I finally went and and saw a game on tv and i was like man i am the dumbest sob in the world because that is the coolest thing i have ever seen (laughs) and i'm thinking with with my at that time yet my speed and size i would have been playing in in a like a if i'd have been the the boundary side corner that had been the easiest job i would have ever had um but it, it, it didn't take long for me to pick out the, the rules. Um, more so ne- now, there's changes in every league, though. That's the difference. They keep trying to reinvent the wheel. Uh, in, in each league, there's always something being done that's different than than the other league. Now, right now, our league is pretty pretty close to original AFL rules, with you know, with a few exceptions like the if you can kick it through the goalpost, you know, in the kickoff, you get two points that isn't something that that took place in the AFL plus they had the net system that you had to return off the nets and and get out of the end zone and we still have that that if you don't if 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 the kick is short and you have to re, and you're returning it if you don't get out of the end zone it's a point and then you start your offense on the five um, so there's rules that change all the time uh we're pretty much AFL so it wasn't a real big adjustment, you know, from, like I said, if I would have played, I think it would have been a a different, you know, a different story because my, my adjustment coming out of college, going to the pros was, I mean, at at Kutztown, we were taught, um, don't tell anyone you're hurt, you know, just keep playing. Um, So when I got to Seattle, I was, and again, now I, I ran, A 434 40 for them. So they kept trying to put me to corner. Well, it could sound I was a safety. Um, Going from corner to from safety to corner is really difficult. Going from corner to safety is much easier. Um, And then when I got to Detroit, I was at safety. But that don't get hurt thing kicked in and. That was the year that the owners locked us out and that was the nine week strike. Um, it was down to me. And again, name wise, I, I can't, you know, I don't remember names, but this one, I won't forget, uh, kid named Danny Wagoner played at Kansas. He all of a sudden comes up on the last day with a hamstring pull. I don't have a hamstring pull. I get let go and he stays because in the NFL contract in 1982, you couldn't get left go from camp if you were injured. So when I was being let go, they said the second he steps back on the field, we're gonna let him go and bring you back so we have the right numbers. Next day, they go on strike for nine weeks. So again, you just sort of, you know, crap happens, but um, you you know, you do what you can. Uh, Seattle, the most interesting thing, the very first day of actual camp, Uh, very first one-on-one, uh, that I had to do. And as a corner, I had to cover Steve Largent. Um, he ran an eight yard out. I covered him pretty good, but Zorn threw the ball perfectly to him. He caught it and I was right there though. So I felt good about that. (laughs) And I do have my one, my one and only NFL interception in my trophy case.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's something you really don't want to just, you know, let loose on that.
0: You know, hold on one second. Uh.
4: My Trophy cases across the room.
2: Oh, that wow. is cool. That is that is awesome. That's very so, cool.
0: You know, that's <laughs> a hand me down to my boys.
2: That is really cool.
0: But So I have an interception in every league I ever played in. Hey,
1: that's awesome, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, not everyone
1: can say that.
0: No. Yeah, not bad for a 220-pound white boy from Reading. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that with the the utmost respect for all the players.
1: Now, beyond growing the talent. What is the the goal for this inaugural season?
0: well I, I you know I think it's the same as as every team i've I've been with you You've got to get you've got to get the word out to the the community that that were there. Um, you've got to get them into the arena at some point that they can finally see one of these games like like I said, first time I saw a game live, I'm like I can't believe I passed up on this. So if you can get them in the arena, I'm almost positive. Excuse me, you have them sold. Um, you want to put a good product on the field. It, to me, again, it's it really is the community. You've got to get them involved. You got to get them there. You need the backing of the community, because, I and mean, we I have been in a lot of towns where sometimes, the, like Wyoming, for instance, when we went out there and played. That was the only show in town. They had nothing else out there, and I mean, their average attendance in, in not a real big arena, but their average attendance was seven eight thousand every game, um, and I think their arena only held about eight thousand. Um, so they literally had sellouts uh, constantly. When I was at Reading, uh, we had a couple sellouts of seven thousand, and and we averaged forty six hundred. I mean my owners then would say, can't we get more people? You know, I used to have other owners say, you know, they would kill for 4,600 people. Um, And I think Justin's, you know, vision, we're starting out in the small arena. Uh, It's, it's, it's intimate. If you want to use that word for an arena, it's, it's allowed. And visually there's no bad seat. Uh, So if you can get people in the arena, I, you know, I think, they get sold on the product and then we got to get our kids out into the to the the communities and do things, you know, other than football. I don't care if it's parades going into schools and and reading with kids um, to, you know, helping out at a baseball game. I, I don't care what it is. Uh, you know, go to the library and 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 do something with the kids. Andre Reed is one of my good friends from from college and he runs a uh, for the boys and girls clubs around the country, uh, it's read with read. Um, you know, I want our players to do things with kids. I want them. I want families to be happy to come in and, and meet players. I want it to be. I want them to mesh, because um, then it's it's it becomes like a big family to me, um, and it's something that people will say, man, I can't wait till next spring, and they come back. That's what I'm looking forward to. And we have a lot of nights set up, you know, for special things. And I know we've got groups of kids coming in. And again, I've I've spent three quarters of my life working with kids. And actually, on a sad note, I actually just got fired on Friday or on Thursday from the job I've been doing the last five years uh, because of mismanagement. They left a bunch of us go. Um, oh, geez! Because I'm structurally, sorry. they yeah, it, you know, can't. It wasn't our fault. The people above us didn't manage anything, but I've been working with kids almost 35, 40 years. Uh, So to me, kids coming in are, are extremely important.
1: And that was something Justin stressed when he was recently on was, and that was one of the things that sold us on, on this version of the stampede is he's all about the community. He wants to get the guys out there, wants to get the team out there wants to build that foundation with the community. And he was talking about how working with the boys and girls club and working with the Bethesda mission and doing this and doing that. And that's what we as fans and supporters of, of minor league sports. That's what we believe in. We want to see the teams involved in the community. We want to see the teams make their presence felt in a way that is just beyond the on-field product. And that's why, you know, we are, giving all of our support to the stampede um, because we believe in this vision as, as fans and as local podcasters.
0: Well, that, that's awesome. It, you know, I appreciate it. Like I said, Justin told me about you guys. And then when you messaged me, you know, Justin originally said, do you have a promise? I said, I'll do whatever you want. I mean, if, if it's going to help get our, our name out there, um, like I said, I, you know, if, if you had, Rick on or or Jamie or or, our GM and it was never me that's fine I'm I'm not you know I just want us to get out there I just want our name out and you know we want to do it any way we can and you know I want people to walk away uh, from being there and say they had an experience that was really enjoyable that their you know their their six-year-old kid couldn't couldn't wait to get on the field afterwards and get an autograph from, from the player that was talking to him in between plays, you know, on, on the wall. Um, so, you know, those are the, cause that's, you know, out of all the sports, this is the most interactive, you know, sport that I've, you know, ever been a part of. I mean, cause I mean, there's music in between plays there's guys that are leaning up against the wall on timeouts and they're talking to the people in the first row. And, you know, like I said, if you're at an away game, there's people, calling you all sorts of names from the first row, but uh, you know, it's still interactive. I mean, when I was with the soul, we'd go down, we used to end up playing Washington like three times a year. And there was the same group of guys in the end zone in their beer zone that every time we'd end up down in that end zone, they were putting their their glasses up coach come on over and get a drink. And like I wait till zero, zero, zero on the board. I can't do it in the middle of the game, but you know, they got to the point where they knew our names and they're, you know, yelling stuff out and same thing happened up in Albany. They, they you know, they, they get to know you and, you know, it, it's some of it's, you know, fun crap talking and some of it's pretty ugly. But, you know, you, you don't do this if you have thin skin. You you got to take some, you got to take some shots here and there. I can only imagine. You can only imagine what is actually being <laughs> said to you is out there. <laughs> The the worst one I ever had, I mean, it was in that championship game in Wyoming. Uh, obviously, we were the Express, and our logo was a train, and one guy yelled out something, like, I hope, and he used the F word. He said, I hope every one of your F-ing kids gets run over by that train. Jeez.
2: That's wow. A wow.
0: I mean, if you want to you want to get after me, that's fine, but now – now nah, you crossed over a line and, wow. you know, if, if I happen to walk out of the, the arena at the end of the night and you're standing there, you may want to call security because it's, it, it's going down. <laughs> Understandable. That's yeah. dead.
1: Understandable.
0: Um, wow.
3: Yeah. And that it's... was one of the
0: worst. That was one of the worst. And like I said, the night in West Virginia, they were tossing everything. I mean, we were coated with beer. It was one of those old arenas that, they had floor seats that were like bleachers. And then you know, only about eight, nine feet up was a second level that sat over the bleachers, literally over top of you. So they could lean over and look down and yell at you, but they just started dumping. And then- throwing. Oh, man. And I had to Jeez. stop the gag. They got police involved and they had to move us into the end zone. It was, it was awful. But, you know, you look back and- uh, it wasn't that awful. I mean, it was. It's crazy. It's an experience. <laughs> it, yeah, it's definitely an experience.
2: <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy.
0: <laughs> I could fill chapters up. Yeah, I look forward to this book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from childhood up, it, yeah, it, it'd be a good one. Definitely, be interesting reading. Yeah, for some. <laughs> um, Interesting in different ways, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's some that may not be real happy to see their name involved.
2: But what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, write another one to disclaim it. There you right, go. Right, give, write your own. Give them something to do, I guess. <laughs> yep. Or don't buy it <laughs> just for the fact you may not know what's in. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I I will say I, I know we're keeping you up here, um, and no, you told it, us that you got to get up early, so I don't want to keep you on too too long. You, know, um, you ask
0: whatever you want.
1: I I'm just very appreciative that uh, you want to take the time to join us here tonight.
0: Yes. Um, no, I like it. It's fun. I, I I like doing this stuff. I don't have to. I mean, like I said, if if I never got the call to do it, I, you know, I wouldn't be going into Justin and saying, well, everyone, but. But if they want me, I'll do it. I'll do these things all the time. They're fun for me. I was, again, I'll get people that look at me and they'll say, he always looks like he's pissed off. I'm really, I'm really a light hearted. I'm probably the biggest practical joker of, of all the group. Um, But I'll get it all the time. Like I've had a player already say to me, like I laughed at something. And he came up, he goes, coach, that's the first time I ever saw you smile. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you always look pissed off i said i guess i have wrestling pissed face i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> said, i'm in a great mood yeah <laughs> you're starting to piss me off but <laughs> so i mean a lot of times people don't take the time um to get to know me uh on a different level i'm not I, I'm, like i said i'm actually i'm actually really quiet uh, I, I am reserved and um, actually, almost strangely shy at times. Um, but when you're talking about football or something, you know, my kids, I mean, I don't have any problems talking about that stuff. But a lot of people don't take the time uh, to get to know the person. They just see a coach, and they think, eh, he's an asshole, uh, or seems like a good guy, but, you know, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. Then I get the people who say, they'll send me a text or something and say, I don't know where you're going afterwards, but I'd like to be there. Come on, I'll buy the first
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have to say when Justin sent the message uh earlier this week, I was I was busy with work, so I did feel really bad I didn't I didn't uh respond right away. Um cuz I lo- I've been really busy in my current position at work. Um so it's hard for me to to message when I need to uh, uh with non-work things. Um cuz I barely David and I barely heard from each other at all this week because that's how busy we were. Um, and he's
0: my best friend al-
2: for over 20 years, yeah. And normally we're always back and forth with something, always. And yeah, this week was yeah. quiet just because I was of- busy,
0: in- I was busy until Thursday. <laughs> 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 then I had my two days, severing That was fun.
1: And I had to laugh when you said you're Irish and Polish because. He's Polish, Italian and Polish. Polish. He's Polish and I'm Italian. So you fit right in.
0: (laughs) Around here, we just call ourselves Polo Wops. (laughs) I've never heard that. Polo Wops. That's great. And again, no, no insult to anyone of the Italian faith or Polish faith. It's just Berks (laughs) County. That's what, that's what we call each other.
1: Well, our families are from Schuylkill, so <laughs> yeah, the Skooks. Yep, yeah, that's that's where our families are from. Yeah, one of my
0: best, one of my best line coaches is from Schuylkill, uh, up from that way. Kenny Miller. Okay, he's a Blue Mountain grad.
1: That's from where my mom went to high school.
0: Yep, yeah. I don't know. We worked together for years and years at the Burke's Juvenile Detention Center, and then we coached together at Reading. We coached together at Harrisburg. Uh, he's still doing high school coaching um, and works with kids in in Reading. But one of if you, you need a line coach, boy. The, the guy knows his stuff. Plus, he's, he's Schuylkill County, one hundred percent.
1: And see, I know exactly what you're talking about. With you adding anything else, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, he is he is a skook, one hundred percent.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it.
0: Um, Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Nope.
1: I definitely, I know we're planning on making a game. Hopefully, I'm sure we're trying to make the first game, uh, ideally, without, hopefully there's no family issues or softball games that I have to be concerned about that day. Um, But I know we plan on going to a game, the two of us. I definitely look forward to seeing you in person when we come. Hopefully, you can oh, go out afterwards definitely. With us.
0: You, you may want no, to bring not... the mic with you afterwards. <laughs> <Or at>
1: least... <laughs> no, we, or, we wouldn't do or, that.
0: Or at least a recorder.
1: <laughs> no, I, I would never
0: violate the, the post game aspect. That's not. No, they're, they're the fun. That's a fun time win or lose. Because, <laughs> hey, the sun's coming up the next day, regardless.
1: So what's the uh, okay? I'll ask this. What's the drink of choice then post
0: game? Is it a lager? Is it something else? Uh, it depends what's in the building. Um, my actual favorite beer at this moment is is Corona Premier, um, but I'll I'll jazz it up a little bit with a uh, a, a shot of absolute Sintron in it. That okay. was I own okay. I've owned two bars before, and that was my house drink. You put a little little lemon vodka in in the uh, the brew it doesn't change the taste but you use that little extra punch so <laughs> if, if miller light's on tap and they don't have to there I'll, I'll drink miller light but um i tend to follow them up with uh shots of rumplements here and there it's an old okay. my, anyone that drinks rumple was usually involved in the bar business in some way shape or form because the 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 rookie beverages can't handle that.
1: My wife's family, they drink, um, they drink
0: something called a Oh, uh, uh, I know what it is. I figured yeah. you guys were, bo- what is it, Boilo's? I Boilo's. wanted to
1: make Boilo this, this Christmas and I didn't get to, but I wanted to, yeah. I know that's a Schuylkill County
0: favorite. <laughs> my, <is> old neighbor,
2: <laughs> my old neighbor makes those. <laughs>
0: with some pierogi and haluchki's. oh and karogis,
2: man those are dangerous and there's a reason go why I'm,
0: I'm a big guy <laughs> i'm a foodie too i like to cook i have a smoker a grill um i i i keep the the, the meat flowing around here pretty good <laughs> Yeah, I always I actually for a science to, experiment. I actually kids. wanted to be a, a a master chef when I was growing up or in high school, uh, but I couldn't find a uh, a football school that had a master chef program. Okay, so watched my Italian mom and grandma cook, learned how to do that um, from them. I you know what I'll tell you one good story from growing up uh, being recruited to go to college, University of Penn. Uh, came to my school to recruit me, uh, loved my film, saw my grades. They were okay with them. Um, talked with me, did well, you know, with, with the interview. And then they saw my SAT score and the guy asked me if that was my math score. And I said, no, that's, that's all of it. And <laughs> that ended the University of Penn recruiting. But I
1: mean, I it- mean, who knows if you'd be here with the Stampede now if you'd gone there. So, I mean, things worked out the way they were supposed to for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the second time I took it, it wasn't much better. Come, together, combined, it made a decent score. Every time we had to take the SATs, it was on a Saturday morning at 6 o'clock after we played a Friday night game. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's not going to was- be good. <laughs>
0: I just marked C down. C or B?
2: When, when in doubt, C.
0: Yeah, and then I found out they only mark you for, or they only grade you for the ones that you actually answer. I should have left them all blank. Eh, that
2: would have been a way to do it.
0: <laughs> I got 400 <laughs> for my name. That would have been enough.
2: Hell, when taking those tests, my name didn't really fit in there. <laughs> well, you should have yeah. got extra credit. Yeah. Extra it credit for extra letters. Extra credit, extra letters.
0: Yeah, You go for 800 points. <laughs>
1: OK. Sorry, I had a, had my uh, my camera app froze. Uh, I apologize about that.
0: And that's um, all right. I thought you guys were going to hear my grandson coming up the steps crying. <laughs> that's that's fine. That's I not have my game. four grandkids live with me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 13, 11, two and seven months oh wow a my youngest
1: is four old. um and my oldest is 12 and my parents are a block and a half away which thankfully right now we're dealing with um issues with our we had a leak in our bathroom our bathroom tug tub had a hairline crack in it that we never knew about Jeez. and it got to a point where it leaked down it the bathroom's the right above where i sit yeah so we're in the middle of of waiting for an estimate to get that taken care of so hopefully
0: we're not waiting for it to fall
1: on your head uh no actually (laughs) the insurance sent restoration people over and there's a big hole in the ceiling above me so right
0: yeah that's fun yeah this stuff you got to deal with at home but yeah my, (laughs) my youngest is my youngest is 17 all my girls are are grown and and doing their own thing and then i have my my twenty-one-year-old in in college.
2: I have uh, twin daughters that are twelve. Now that's
0: that must be a treat having twins. Oh, it is. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> definitely definitely interesting. They're just getting to the age where they'll really become a uh, uh, somewhat of a nuisance for you. Well, what's funny though, is
2: they. When they argue, it's arguing over like the smallest stuff. Like you just want to just grab a thing of popcorn, just sit back and like, all right, what's today's episode
0: like? Mm -hmm. Well, a couple years, boys will enter into the mix, and then it becomes. I I I can (laughs) tell you my my daughter that went to St. John's. She lives up in New York City yet and works in Manhattan. When she was a senior, she went to uh, and she played lacrosse in in high school. She went to prom with a senior lacrosse player from another school. So when he got there, I pulled him aside and said, Now, if you two do anything stupid and you need a ride, you know, please call me. I would come and get you. I said, Besides that, if my daughter calls me and you've done anything stupid to her, I said, You know, that lacrosse stick you play with, I'm going to shove it up your rear sideways. (laughs) He looked at
4: me.
2: He Good morning.
0: Me, he looked at me and said, She'll be fine, sir. I said, She better.
2: <laughs> Good and answer.
0: I <laughs> and I said that very calmly. The way I talk to a player, just a, you know, nothing, Nothing better happened to my little girl. It's
2: like, Well, he's like, Good answer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you get it protective of them. I'm protective of all my kids, they're protective of me as well.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. When you're a dad, you're always protective. It doesn't matter how old your kids are. You're always going to be protective. How my dad, he's still, you know, he's still always like that. Yep. You know, it's it's just the dad thing. It's a father thing, you know.
0: And I, you know, I, I can tell when I meet some of my players, some of them gravitate to me a little differently. And through the course of the season, you find stuff out like, you know, you didn't have a father or, or father wasn't around. And again, that comes into that. They're, they're more than players to me. I treat my players literally like they're my sons, which means, you know, we can argue and I can bitch at you for something, you know, but I can, you know, finish bitching at you and hug you and tell you, I love you real quick. And you know, it's over. It's not something you carry on, but I treat my players like my sons.
2: That's one big family.
0: Going to be with him for the next five, six months. You got to figure out, you know, <laughs> some way to deal with it. Oh, yeah.
1: Again, I'd play for you. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm not much of a football
2: player. <laughs> we might need you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try, but I'm not
0: much of a football player. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's all right. Just get people to the games. I'll be happy.
1: You know, we're working on that.
0: We're trying getting,
1: getting you guys out. <laughs> On to our listeners. Um, again, I, I appreciate you taking
2: time to come on. Yes, and gratefully. I
1: Anytime. look forward to uh, meeting you in person at one of the games and shaking your hand. And
0: for sure, I'll probably do the, maybe. Uh, I'll probably do the Tommy Boy. Friends don't shake hands; they hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: such. A I great mean, if movie.
0: you do that,
1: I'd be I'd be prepared at least.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> So, oh, I probably you know honestly, if 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 you didn't say that to us and you and you, and you did that, I would probably lose just lose control just laughing hysterically.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a, if you haven't, I'm a movie buff. I, oh, I love Tommy I, Boy. Um, between movies and and Seinfeld stuff, I I live my life by re quoting half the stuff they do.
2: Our movie that we quote a lot
0: it was Slapshot. Yeah, that's a good one the Hanson brothers.
1: What's funny about you saying slap shot was when when Bernie you were talking about the fans at the other at the other arenas, my first thought was it sounds like
0: slap shot. We, like... We, when I was with Reading, we played in Johnstown in that arena. That's where that Oh. Was so I mean the first thing I did when I walked in that arena I'm like, "Where are the Hanson brothers?" <laughs> And my guys, you know, my again, kids looked at me like, what are you talking about? I said, you're telling me you didn't watch Slapshot. I said, now, now, you know what movie's coming on the bus next trip.
2: (laughs) That's such a great movie.
1: I think that's one of those movies that whatever sport you're playing, if you're in a situation similar to that, you're going to identify with some of it.
2: Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. That and
2: semi-pro.
1: I've never seen that,
2: but I've heard great things about it. I've seen, it. I've seen parts of it. I've seen parts of it.
0: It's, it's just it, both of those movies are, you know, at shots are, are at minor league professional sports and, and the stuff you do to survive at it. I told, uh, the last time I did an interview, I forget two or three weeks ago, someone said, what was the weirdest thing that you've ever done with indoor football? And I traded a box of footballs, uh, for a player. And we were playing in Erie, so I took the box and brought the player back with me. Someone said, how'd you get him? I said, I traded him a box of balls. <laughs> Wasn't quite a washing machine, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> but I, I, I traded him for a box of footballs.
1: Now, did you ever have any players bring their toys with them? <laughs> Like in Slapshot. <laughs> um, any any remote control cars.
0: <laughs> no, un- unfortunately, oh. <laughs> unfortunately, the, the the times have changed the point. The only thing these kids bring with them are is their their game their, their game units, their controllers and <laughs> PS248. I don't know, whatever those things are. I don't play video games.
1: The only but, video you know, game
0: I play on my iPad is uh, uh golf clash. Oh,
1: I've played that. That's fun. I'm not even gonna
0: lie about it. I like that. Um, the the other once once the the uh, control panels went to more than a joystick with like seven buttons and clickers and I was out. Too 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 confusing. And I watch I, my kids. They're like, dip, 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 dip. That, it's yeah, I just wanted one little remote control, one knob. <laughs>
2: So at the Atari back in the day,
0: I, I was gonna say, it, when I was a kid, our first first video game that my parents bought us was an Atari. And all it was was a, a ball that went back and forth. Ball. And you had, to, you had to take a screen and put it on the TV to static cling to the TV. And that was it. That was the, if you wanted to change the game, you took it off and you put a different static on.
4: That was oh, wow. the original
0: Atari. So it was Pong or follow the the trail to get out <laughs> and, and, and tennis. But they were all just different screens. You had to stick to your TV. That just showed my age. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned 64 last week. so.
1: Uh, my dad turns that in October this year. Yeah, God bless him. That's funny. <laughs> and my my uh, d- doesn't matter. She doesn't listen to this anyway. My mom's not entirely thrilled that he's going to be coaching basketball again next year. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought when I gave when this when the AFL shut down, I thought I was done. And my kids, I got offered a bunch of jobs over the last five years. They just weren't conducive to to leaving home for six or seven months to be out in the middle of Bumblef somewhere. Um, you know, I had dogs at home and, you know, with Philly, I could get back and forth. It, it wasn't, it, it was a good deal. Um, and my kids, my, especially my two boys are like, dad, you got to go back to coaching. You got to go back to coaching. You know, and it was like, one was in Columbus and I'm like, I, I can't drive to Columbus, Ohio and come home every weekend. I said, you know, I'm going to be gone for. Six or seven months, then we'll just go. And then when Justin called, this you know both of them were thrilled. So I thought I was done, uh, but we'll
4: we'll make another run at it.
1: I I have uh, based on everything Justin has said and what you've said tonight, I I think win, lose or draw, I think this team's gonna do really good things on both on the field and off the field. I think yeah, there's the, a lot of really good people involved.
0: And that's the thing, I mean, at, at the end of the day, and I said it earlier, of course you wanna win. And, and you know, the goal is always to win a game and win a championship. But, you know, at the end of the day, five and five, two and seven, it, it's still your team. It's still your hometown team and it's still your community. You know, if we're two and seven, that doesn't mean our players are going to hide from the the community. They're still going to go out and do things and and be a part of it. And then, you know, as coaches, we're going to regroup and do what we can to come back with a better product the next year and the next year. Um, but you're still, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, it's not always what your record reflects. You know, did did we represent the team well? Did we did we do things in the community that mattered? Did we make a difference in in someone's life, did we, you know, help uh, an organization accomplish something they hadn't done before? So, th- it's there's way, way more going on than you know that that two and a half hour game in the arena. And yeah. I need players that want to buy into that. If they don't buy into doing that, then they won't be playing for us. Yeah, it's it's what you need. It's you need that commitment. Yeah, I don't want to have to tell a player it's mandatory to go to a school and, and read to to sixth graders or fifth graders. You know, I want to say, hey, uh, I need five guys to go to this elementary tomorrow, and I need five guys to go to this elementary tomorrow, and I should see 25 hands go up, not five. Yeah, so, I don't want to make things mandatory. I just, it's it's part of what we do. It's part of the right. contract you signed to be with us. You're going to do things outside of practice and football that deal with schools and organizations and companies and just good old folks of of uh, the area.
2: Well, not just that, you read to a kid and that kid gets to come see you play and you interact with him, not just at school, but also on the field. Yep. You know, and then there's that
0: connection right there. And then that kid now just, you know, he just fell in love with football. A hundred times. Yep. So when the next home game is, you know, that kid's at home pulling on daddy's shirt. Daddy, let's go to the stampede. Let's go to the stampede. Let's go to you know, and after the 50th time, he's all right, I'll take you to the friggin' (laughs) stampede game. So And
1: then you brought dad in. Now dad gets sucked in by the play on the field, and then dad's gonna go to work and tell his buddy who's gonna tell his buddy. And it's a dominant
0: show. The farm show, from what I understand, is not a not a dry facility. So there are Beverages to be had and, you know, food to be eaten and, you know, players to to enjoy watching. So it's, you know, the the whole night's an experience. It's just not, you know, a football game. It's it's supposed to be fun. Okay, I have to ask this because you're because
1: you're a foodie. Have you actually gone to the farm, to the actual Pennsylvania farm
0: show itself? Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will let you know that the last time I was coaching in Harrisburg, I don't know if it was 2000 or 12, no, it was a championship year, 2013, I had to do a grape stomping competition against John Ritchie at the farm show. Okay. <laughs> and I beat John Ritchie in grape stomping. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and when I was in school, uh, I went to Exeter, which is down here in Reading. Uh We, we made trips. That was a field trip uh, at, at certain grades that would always go out to the farm show. So yeah, okay. I was very familiar with it. In fact, the, that same year, the, the, uh, remember the, the the show with those those guys down in louisiana that catch alligators
1: oh where they really? were uh, like noodling or whatever it was
0: no that's the that's oh that's fishing. fishing
1: that's fishing that's yeah. catfishing
0: where they they reach in the hole it was the uh the gator you're guys not noodling a like gator
3: <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, no you, you'll come up a little short on your arm um just a little there was a show where they they were alligator hunters and it was a father and son group they were at the uh at the farm show as well at a table and i have a picture of them i took a game ball up and the three of us took a picture together so um, well, we invited cool. them to come into the game as well so yeah i've been to the, the farm show plenty of times i've seen the the butter sculpture and i've had the the milkshake uh, so I, i've hit all the good stands <laughs> beans derf, or fries isn't that it yeah I
1: always when I go, I always get the fried mozzarella. Um, When they have the bacon stand, I get bacon because I'm fat.
0: (laughs) You're big boned. Yeah, sure. That's what we'll say. (laughs) That's what Cartman says. Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is. David
1: has thankfully seen me at my skinniest and my fattest. So he's, he's been here for the whole journey. Um.
2: <laughs> and of course, sometimes I don't help with uh, some of the food I make when we have, when you know, he comes over. Oh yeah. David, David makes all kinds of good stuff. Um, I made Buffalo meatballs. The one, the one time.
0: Nice.
2: Oh, those I'm, are really I'm all good. for
0: whatever people make. I'll try anything.
2: That's what I tell my kids. If you tried it, Okay, if you if you say you don't like it, I know you tried it.
0: Yep. Now, what I did find out is, again, in my house, the, I wasn't making two dinners. What, what I made was, that's what we're eating. We're not making a separate sheet of chicken fingers, because that's the only thing you eat. So, my girls would sit at the table, and I'd say, you ain't getting up till you finish whatever. Well, they didn't realize when I was putting other stuff away, they were putting their hand down underneath the table and feeding the dog with it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd go back, and their plate was empty. I said, oh, "Okay, girls, good job." They told me, you know, when they were eighteen. By the way, Dad, we used to feed the dog not eat the vegetables. And I, like, thanks for telling me now.
1: Well, that explains why the farts were so smelly from the dog.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, no, anything else you
1: want to talk about here tonight?
0: Uh, you wouldn't like my my political talk So we'll stay away from that
1: We do keep this pretty political free Actually <laughs> This is this is uh, a reprieve from everyone From that is how we look that's at our what, show
0: that, that, that can That can strain people all sorts of different ways Yeah I hate politics So it's one of those things where we
2: just Try to stay away because that's why you're in the news so yeah, We just try to I, know,
0: I wouldn't bring up politics It's your whatever. Like I said, I'm I'm good. I can't think anything. I'm just excited to get things started and you know, hopefully we have a uh, again, I'm just looking forward to good turnouts and again hope hopefully we can get the community involved and get people there and get the word spread and then let it spread another one, like the old the old shampoo commercial. You tell your friend they tell two friends, they tell four friends, they tell eight friends and before you know it you've got a whole group of friends coming i've actually got a couple groups from reading that uh, want to come up and and watch games because they know i'm coaching so oh, there you great. go i mean it's only an hour drive you know depending again which way you go but either way um i'm looking forward to it i can't wait for it to start yeah neither can oh. we
1: we look forward to being there, and like I said, I look forward to shaking your hand and meeting you in person. Um, Even same give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> we we can do that too. I'm 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 secure. I'm secure. I'm,
3: I'm very secure.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but thank you, Bernie, for taking some time out of your no personal problem. life any, to yes, talk to time. us. Thank you.
0: thank you so much. Absolutely, anytime.
4: Promotional consideration paid for by the
0: following.
1: For listeners of the Not Another Sports Podcast, if you visit fansidea.com and use the code NASPOD, N-A-S-P-O-D at checkout, you will get 10% off your order. Fansidea.com is the place to go for custom-made jerseys, hoodies, shirts, and all kinds of other gear. The perfect product, perfect stitching, perfect sublimation, perfect embroidery hundred percent handmade and delivered on time that's certainty and it's their promise to you again use the code NASPOD at checkout for 10% off your order at fansidea.com
2: baseball fans check out the baseball together podcast your hosts blackjack brad and kansas city little big blue eyes present new episodes for the entire baseball family every tuesday available on all your favorite podcast apps and youtube come join our baseball family where we do baseball together
1: all right welcome back to the show um we hope you enjoyed that interview with uh with bernie from the uh the head coach of the harrisburg stampede i i enjoy his philosophy on 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 coaching and life um i love that he he sees more than just one aspect of the game. He sees the whole thing. He sees the person, he sees the player. Um, and, you know, I just... wasn't kidding when I said I would play Not that, not that I mean, I literally would go on the field and play <laughs> for him right now, but like he is someone who as a, as a former athlete, we can say, I guess you can say um, he is someone I think I would learn from no matter what the sport, what would be. Just based on his philosophies as a coach, um, I think, and and he shares the same mindset that that Justin does, um,
2: making everything community based and not just team, just community. Not right. Just what they, you know, expanding all out. I mean, he has the look of 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 not just player coach, of but player coach community. Which, and not, I would say, which not a lot of coaches have. They just have, okay, well, let's just, we're, you know, I'm the coach, you're the player, here we are. But I was going to add he's, to that. He's looking like, at, he's looking at everything outside of that.
1: He, there's like that, that mentor aspect, and and how mm-hmm. he talks about his relationship with the players, and you know, coaching's one thing, mentoring's another, and mentoring is reaching them on a different level. And, you know, players perform for people like that, oh, you yeah. know, people, people in, in everyday life and in, in work aspects, whatever they perform for, for people who are mentors more than they do for people who just, this is what you do. This is how you have to do it. A mentor takes time and fosters growth and, and builds a bond. And you're more willing to go the extra mile for someone like that. Absolutely. Uh, so it does not surprise me that his record is 109 and 22 or 106 <laughs> and 21 i took the record for the for the record i took the record from the website uh from uh hbstampede.com.
2: so okay, look, let's just say either way you look at it it's a hell no of a how record how, yeah no matter how you look at it that is one hell of a record you know it doesn't matter if it's 109 or 106 that's a hell of a record you know, I mean, it's um, I
1: I loved his insight into his time as a player. I love the insight into his time as a, a coach. And how crazy is it? And I, and I was going to say this, but, I, you know, I, he didn't want I, I didn't want to f- make him feel like he had to tell a story he didn't want to tell because um, that's not our job. Our job is to create an open dialogue and build a build a relationship with our guests um, and get to know them as a person. Um, but man, how short-sighted was it of Redding, of that ownership? He took them that to was... the promised land in that in that league, and had they lost, they probably were going to fire him. But like that's someone winning, who
2: would have taken them, and then you know winning, and then what? What do you say? Four games later, done. Yeah, I mean that's. <sighs> that's cold you It's, know, not
3: it's even...
1: short-sighted I would say It is short-sighted And yeah That's their only League championship mm-hmm. They never Won another one After that So
2: No Their closest they had Was the division In 11 That's it That was their closest After very, that Very Very short-sighted is, is what I would say And the fact that He has the most games coached as as you know in Reading. You know, twenty six wins and twelve in Reading,
1: right? Four and one in the playoffs. Everyone after him didn't get near his record.
2: No, I mean mean, just no. Anything after him was the most was eleven.
1: I would say uh, that was short-sighted on the ownership's part. But their loss was Harrisburg's gain and his team. And again, I that was a fun conversation. Um
2: it just seems like it, winning follows him.
1: Well, I think that's because
2: he has the with right his mindset, mindset and philosophy, with his, yeah. With his mindset, winning follows him. I mean, think about it. The express. Two with the you know two with the fill up your soul, the stampede. The stampede and thirteen. I mean, I I, I will say this. You know, just and and I'll I'll be totally honest.
1: Like, you know, the uh, the message chain that that Justin added me to with him and and Rick the, the offensive coordinator, an assistant head coach, um. You know, you don't want to bother these guys. So I always keep my my messages professional, professional and short is how I would word it, because you you don't know how busy they are. You don't know what they're doing. So you just want to keep it professional and short. So I'm sure you you couldn't get a feel for him and he probably couldn't get a feel for me in those messages. Um, But I would absolutely say that he is definitely someone who hands down, I would go have a beer with after a game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I didn't know him through this, like, he was just someone I knew off the street, like, we hang out or we work together, I'd go have a beer with him in a heartbeat. Oh, my God,
2: yeah. Like, he's it just seems a good, like one of those, good yeah. person. A good-hearted person. Yeah, you know, it's like, when it's one of those guys, like, so which bar you want to hit? You know. <laughs> I mean, just a
3: little basic.
1: inside baseball before we were talking uh, on the air here he was talking about with us about hanging out at the the local fire hall where he lives and, and having a few last night. Like that's, you know, our buddy Dave is, is the chief in Williamstown. Um, cheap plug. He also hosts the twenty two sixteen podcast, um, which you can find wherever you get your podcast. Um, but I've gone to the Williamstown fire hall a few times now, since he's been chief and just him and I hung out for, you know, a night or something just to, you know, mellow out or get our minds off of something um i can't remember the last time i was there no you'll have to come up sometime you sit with me and dave and he'll buy you a couple uh two dollars and 50 cent jack and cokes
2: i was gonna say you know the <laughs> drinks they're like you know you, you you take a 10 you come home with change
1: i have a couple of freebies actually i have like three or four tokens from him
2: oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But um, no, this was a, a
1: a fun interview. This was, you know, we laughed a lot. And I think that's a big thing for me is, um, you know, how, how you are as a person, your sense of humor. And I think, you know, everything checks off that, you know, Bernie's a great dude. And he is definitely someone I want to see succeed with the Stampede. And I think between him and Justin, I mean, they're the only people we've talked to personally from the team, but it definitely sounds like they're not the only ones with
2: the mindset and the philosophy. I um, think of this for a second. People, th- a, a lot of people, when they think of head coaches and owners, they just think money, money, money. That's all they want from us. But yet listening to, from the people who have listened to us about, you know, with you know, the th- two times with Justin, and then soon to be this one, they're going to see a different team, and not just a well. I just want I just want you to come in so we could take your money. It's we want to be on in the, the community first, and you know, and you just come watch us.
1: They're building a future, but they're, they're building, building a relationship. A foundation.
2: They're building a relationship with the community, which you don't see in a lot of. In a lot of areas. Right. And they're looking to build that relationship. So they have that support, which is fantastic.
1: You know, I go back to what Justin said in his one interview with us, you know, they looked at what the senators do and they looked at what the bears do and how can they make that work for them? And both those teams are very involved in the community and that's how you succeed here, especially, but I think in any city where you have, minor league sports you succeed in the community it's not just about succeeding in the win and loss column it's not just about succeeding in the scoreboard it's not about bringing home the championship it's how you build trust in the community you build that fandom in the community oh yeah you could have three losing seasons in a row but if you build that fandom in the community they're going to show up and they're going to pay their money you're going to be kept afloat And And they're going to ride with you through the hard times and they're going to celebrate with you in the good times. Yeah. And that's how you build longevity
4: in the minor league sports business. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do we know? I mean, we don't, we don't run a team.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We're just right on a few things that, you know, like (laughs) referencing, (laughs) A long time ago, the bubble works.
1: The bubble does work, man.
2: I'm telling you. Well, how many things that we actually said that, come tr- that came true? We need, a,
1: we need a shirt. We need a shirt <laughs> with like a half dome, like from the Simpsons film. Where they, just, put the do- where they put the half dome over Springfield to prevent anyone from coming in and coming out. And it's, just, it's a half dome. And, you know, the bubble works or whatever. Mm. No one will buy it. Cause it's dated, but I think it's hilarious.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: Hashtag the bubble works. Um, there you go. No, but seriously, um, this was a great interview, and I hope everyone who listened enjoyed this. Um, and I, I think just based on you know where he played and the stories he told, I think you don't have to. Again, like with Justin, I don't think you have to be from our area to get something from this interview. No, you I don't. think you, this, this is you don't have this to is be, someone who
2: you don't have to be from Pennsylvania. Like I get know away from it.
1: One of my I know someone from the Michigan area who I th- who's a diehard Lions fan who will probably enjoy parts of this interview because he's a diehard Lions fan. Um, like. You know what I mean? Like there's like these stories are are more than just stories for our area. It's, this is, these are, and dare I say, not, not to get too philosophical here um, because that's not normally what this show is, but I think, you know, you listen to Justin and you listen to Bernie, you can walk away with, with something good to take with you. Like I made a note and you can see in our show notes, a man's true character shown when faced with adversity. That is a yeah. great piece of of
2: information of knowledge, it is. Yeah, it's it is. It's something huge. You know, it's he's. It's true.
1: You know, I think that's a, that's a great quote, and that's something you can take with you and and just keep it in the back of your pocket. Um, but this was this was a good interview, great interview. I'm glad he was. You know he was accommodating Us because he told us off the air he had to get up At four in the morning and I'm like oh Uh shit I'm like oh man I don't want to like You know he's doing us the solid by Coming on so yes That's why I said to him I go I don't I don't want to Keep you on too long so I know you Have to yeah do this Tomorrow at like a ridiculous time Yeah Um um, You know I don't want to put him out for for helping Us out um but yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Send us your feedback. Let me know, let David know what you think or what you thought of this interview. Um, and then when we get to a game, we will definitely report back to you on the show um, what it was like and what it was like meeting him in person and meeting Jay in person. I think that's going to be
2: oh, yeah.
1: pretty, pretty, pretty cool.
2: It's, yeah, it's going to um, be great. It's going to be great.
1: Well, we already plugged the 2216 podcast. Uh, the other ship is the pop culture podcast with a pro wrestling lean. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, all that fun stuff. Um, you see me drinking out of this throughout the night, it is the W Energy Drink Company. Um, go to www.gg, put in the code naspot at, at checkout get your 10 percent off um highly recommend what they sent me which is the the sampler test out the flavors see what you like and then get a full can when you're ready um but w.gg naspot at checkout gets you 10 percent off and if you get the the sampler you get the bottle too so it's a good deal um I don't have anything ridiculous or funny to talk about today. Um, normally, I'm off the rails by this point, but I'm I'm laser sharp and focused right now. <laughs> I was thirsty. Sorry, I needed. I, that wasn't even intentional. That I'm just I was thirsty.
2: Uh-huh, sure. Uh huh. Sure. So it's like a bad Wayne's <laughs> World.
1: No, no, no. Oh, little yellow works powerful. And I too have a choice for the new generation. I dude, don't. I could quote Wayne's World. All I know you day. can. Don't do this to oh, me. Oh, I'm not the, uh, I've owned that, that movie since I was like nine years old. Do not give me the opportunity, because I'll go down this road and will never come back.
2: Well, it's like us with Slapshot. I mean, it's
1: Slapshot, Van Wilder. um,
2: What other movies? Caddyshack. Caddyshack.
1: Van Wilder is streaming somewhere. I think it's on Tubi right now.
2: Is it? Because I haven't seen that movie. It's on Freebie. I haven't seen that movie in ages.
1: I love that movie. Oh, I mean, that was guaranteed laughs when we would hang out back in the day.
4: You know what? Why? I'm sure you have it somewhere, and you probably still
1: have
2: the, <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's the unrated version, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the one we watched
2: all the time. Like, what's funny is I was, uh, I, I have this box of DVDs, and I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I saw that in there. <laughs> and I know what you're watching. Not anymore tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's already was a uh, after. It's already Sunday.
1: <laughs> it's now Sunday. Yeah, I'll be editing this on Sunday, <laughs> in a, get a few hours. Few hours sleep, and I'll I'll edit it here. Um, well, with that, thank you for joining us for episode eighty-four of the Nonother Sports Podcast. Uh, you can find us at the link tree link in every episode. That'll take you to all of our sites. That'll take you to our T Public site where you can get this. And I didn't think about saying anything about it when Bernie was on because he played in the USFL. But this is our USFL parody hoodie. You can also get this on a T-shirt, on a mug, on stickers, on magnets. Uh, you can get the, the NASPOD NASCAR logo shirt. You can get the NASPOD NHL logo shirt. And I'm sure we'll have more down the road. We just got to think of some. Um, Pretty much. But you can find those on tpublic.com. Um, You know, we're not going to make you buy them, but if you do, we greatly appreciate the fact that you're taking the time to do that. I know some people about stickers and magnets um, because they've outright told me. Um, But yeah, hit us up. Check out our stuff. Uh, I got to tell you, this is one of the comfiest hoodies I own. I wear this constantly. Um, It is just comfortable and breathable. It's not too heavy, not too light, just outstandingly perfect um the non sports podcast is available wherever you stream or download your podcast whether it be spotify apple podcast podcast attic audible amazon music pandora iHeartRadio. we are everywhere we're live and we're nationwide brother um so you can find us wherever you want um with that don't forget to subscribe rate and review uh, my name's jason i'm david
2: and we'll talk with you next time have a good one you have been listening to the not another sports podcast thank you for your listenership